0: No matter what, you are being influenced by your emotions, and usually when you are influenced by those emotions, you can either make a good decision or a bad decision. I've heard from many people whether or not they told me, or I could just tell by their Nonverbal behaviors That finding your purpose Or by them finding their purpose Is quite difficult See Me For instance I decided not to take the traditional Portrayed route Of purpose Which is just simply You have that one thing To devote your entire life to Until you die And to me, that's just not how I want to live my life. I want to do many things throughout my whole life. And each of those things, I give it my all, and I end up becoming much more than a novice in those things. But not quite an expert, because expertise does require, sometimes, a lifetime commitment. But, you know, if if you're interested, I have many purposes that I have set out for myself. The most recent one, and the one that I continue to strive for, is from about six months ago, in late October of last year, is when I decided to just grow up, stop being a child, stop making Stupid decision, stop doing dumb shit To be better That's what I wanted And, you know I wanted to be him, pretty much That's who I wanted to be And it's It's pretty good so far I've been making some progress I've been doing a pretty good job So the title of this video was Emotions And how to use them to find your purpose. Because, to be frank with you, I did not just use my prefrontal cortex and my cognitive expertise to just create a purpose that transcends myself. It was a spiritual experience. It was something beyond just my rational mind. It was emotional. And quite deeper than that. You know, you could be atheist and not believe in any of this shit, but that's me. So before I get into the science, I want you to get out a sheet of paper, and I want you to get a pen. I want you to do this right now. You and I, we are going to write down 10 things that we want to accomplish by the end of this year. 10 things, not one thing. 10 things that we want to accomplish by the end of the year. Click your pen, get the paper out, start writing. If you're not writing, you're a pussy. If you're not writing, you can just click off this video. All right? Purposes, that's what we're gonna title this page. All right, you can pause the video if you need some time to think, but I'm just gonna go ahead and write mine down. All right. So I have my 10 goals down I'm going to go ahead and share them with you My first one is to Reach 100 plays On a podcast episode To read 10 books By December Finish the Quran Get an internship Profit 100% From the stock market I have like 70% down So I'm almost there Bulk up to 170 pounds Eat a healthier diet Take my family out when I can't afford. Get a place to live. And develop a good credit. Those are my 10 goals to reach by the end of this year. So, by now, you should have 10 as well. So, now what we're going to do is look at our goals or purposes and whichever one, that we feel is the absolute most important to us. We're going to circle that one. Alright, go ahead and circle your most important goal. Alright, and you can pick one to three in case that you have multiple that are extremely meaningful to you. But for me, I'm going to circle only two. Alright, the ones I circled is to reach 100 plays and eat a healthier diet, alright? The rest of them, violently scratch them out, alright? I want you to just give it all your frustration. Cross them out right now. Get them out of there. You don't want them anymore. Wanna know why? Because you're only focused on the most important things. For me, it's just two things. Congratulations. You found your temporary purpose. Whether it's one, two, or three of them, you found a purpose. And I want you to think for a moment. What did you feel when you were thinking about that one really important thing that you wanted to do for such a long time? How did you feel when it came across your mind? When you put it on paper? Did you feel excited? Maybe even ashamed that you haven't done it yet? Well, let's delve into the emotional part of this. There's something in our brain that is connected to our most primal instincts. It's a series of things. There's the stem, there's the amygdala, and there's the limbic system. These are the most pr- primitive parts of our brains. They are in control of our emotions, our intuition, breathing, and just the basic functions of our body that we don't consciously think about. Like, you don't think, oh, I better regulate my blood levels real quick, or I better produce a certain hormone. In this situation, you're you're not thinking about that. It's happening unconsciously without you realizing it. Because it happens on its own. It's, It's natural. It just happens. Like your emotions. You can't control them. As much as you might want to, as many TikToks or Instagram reels as you see about stoicism that say control your emotions, you can't. You can't control them. So you have to use them. Which is what stoicism is. But, you know, we can get into that philosophy in a different video you have to be able to use them to your advantage because they are advantageous they're useful you have them for a reason so part of this whole brain situation of things you can't really control there's a concept that psychologists and neuroscientists now call core effect so core effect is basically your state of being Whether it's your bodily state, your environmental state, or just simply your emotional state. Because those all kind of tie into one another. If something tragic happened to you, you're going to feel a certain emotion based on your core effect. If you're hungry, you're going to feel a certain emotion based on your core effect. Like there have been studies done that suggest that officers are more likely to not grant parole to... Convicted individuals if it's close to lunchtime Meaning, when they're hungry They're simply more disagreeable and more irritable So they're not going to give you any sort of favors Because they're hungry They don't want to be there um, I'm going to go ahead and quote An excerpt from A scientific study on NCBI by Seth Duncan and Lisa Feldman Barrett, they state, parts of the brain that have traditionally been called cognitive participate in initiating an effective state, not merely regulating the state after it has been established. Furthermore, the parts of the brain that have been traditionally been called effective participate in cognitive processes. The so-called affective brain, like the amygdala and the brainstem that I mentioned before, participate in sensory processing and contribute to consciousness in a manner that meets most definitions of cognition. So what does this mean? Do you know? Basically means that your emotions in your cognitive thinking, your rational thinking, they're kind of the same thing. They're intertwined. Your emotions affect your rational mind, I I think we can both understand that. But it's to the point where it's so heavily influenced that you don't even realize it. That no matter what, you are being influenced by your emotions. And usually when you are influenced by those emotions, You can either make a good decision or a bad decision, right? Like let's say you're angry, you're more likely to make a rash, unwise decision. But what if you could integrate that anger? Because you can't control it, right? It'll happen, you'll feel the emotion whether you like it or not. What if you could act in a way that isn't rash, unpredictable, unwise? What if you were angry, but you didn't act angry? That's when we get into stoicism, right? Same idea. So, you have to identify your emotions before you can actually utilize them. And identifying emotions is a difficult thing to do. Like, it's not always easy. Sometimes you feel a type of way, but you can't describe it using one English word. Sometimes it's a series of different emotions all at once. Because it's not that simple. Emotions aren't simple. I'm not going to tell you, oh, right now I'm feeling happy. Because there's so many other things going on. Like, it could be excitement, enthusiasm. I could even be tired at the moment, but I can still experience some form of positive emotions. There's so many things going on at once. So for you, if you want to identify your emotions, it's going to have to take some practice. It's going to take some time. See what I do is I meditate on it. Something happens to me and it's usually a negative event. Something negative happens to me and I feel the negative emotions. I study myself hard I go into a room a silent room, no one else in it, I sit down bottom on a chair feet on the ground listen and look so these emotions are coming inevitably kind of just taking control of my whole body, I can feel it everywhere at this moment and then the thoughts provoking me that is causing this emotion emotion, also comes into motion So what do I do about this? I analyze these thoughts And I think, okay, what, how do these thoughts make me feel? Maybe it isn't anger, sadness, disgust, disappointment Any sort of negative emotion, shame, guilt, all of them It could, be, it could even be all of them And then once I realize how it makes me feel, try to understand why that's how I feel. Let's say, for example, I feel shame. Let's say something happened that was fully within my control, but ended up not doing anything about it. And it ended up making someone else's life worse. I would feel a ton of shame and guilt. Because... I'm very susceptible to those two emotions, which we can talk about in a moment. But back to the topic, the reason why I feel shame and guilt is because I didn't do something. It's because I didn't take proper action at the proper moment. Now instead of sitting there and crying about it and feeling regretful, immediately what I do is I create a purpose. I use the emotions that I feel to create something to make life better. In this case, to make the person that I failed, their life more bearable. Like, let's say, they asked me to take them somewhere for something very important, and then I just forgot about it. And then they missed a huge opportunity for their life. Well... My new purpose now is find them another opportunity. Do what you can to give them another opportunity. And I'll devote as much time and effort as I can into that purpose, because that's a purpose. It's a reason to live, right? That's what purpose really means. So, now that we know That our emotions heavily influence our rational mind and they heavily and they can heavily influence your purpose on finding it. Let's use them with the ones we created. So, for example, the reason I wrote down reach 100 followers is because I have an emotion that reflects hopefulness, that reflects excitement, enthusiasm and positivity, because I enjoy creating content, you know, even though editing a Instagram reel or a TikTok takes like two hours for a 10 second video. I love it. I enjoy it. It makes me feel good, right? Seeing your hard work pay off. So I wrote that down. That was an emotion that I felt right. And also eat a healthier diet. I actually feel somewhat shameful, in some sense, because I know my diet is not that healthy and I know I could always do better but I'm not so I created a purpose just now so let's analyze ourselves let's figure out why do we write this purpose down and how do we feel when when we did it you know you pause the video take a second to do that but now that we're done with that now that we reflected on why we feel this way. This is the second phase of the whole purpose argument, is that what are you actually going to do? Now that you have a goal to strive for, how are you going to accomplish that goal? That's a difficult question because there's many, many things that you could do, but many of those things Are actually a waste of your time Things that you might Find To be productive Are actually very unproductive That the huge Huge portion of the task That's important But you don't want to do it Because of how big and time consuming it is You end up not wanting to do it Like for example This episode Took me about two weeks to finally get me to record because I was too busy wasting my time. I was creating edits, liking comments, updating profile pictures and thumbnails, things that actually don't matter that much because the most important thing when it comes to content creating is actually creating content. Sitting around, oh, changing a, a, a logo banner or responding to comments haha, or liking comments. It's not going to get you anywhere. To grow a channel, you have to upload. You have to create content. You have to record. You have to turn on the camera. This took me a while to do. You see, because I'm growing too. You, you and I are growing together in this scenario. So for, let's say, your goal, I'm guessing, could be maybe a fitness goal. Maybe it's similar to mine, you know, bulk up, or maybe you want to cut down. So you have a certain fitness goal. What is the most important thing when coming to fitness? It's not counting your calories. It's not doing any of those bullshit stuff. It's picking up weight, lifting it, and then eating a lot. Doing the thing that takes like two hours of your day. That's quite painful for some people Even myself, exercising can be painful Every now and then Especially the really hard workouts But You know Gotta do the shit that sucks sometimes I appreciate you Watching this video, if you've made it this far Um, This is going to be a multiple part series Yeah, that's why it says part one The next part is going to be about Certain rules you have to follow to fulfill your purpose and more in depth on the whole issue of focusing on that one important thing, because there's a lot of components in that one important thing that we have to discuss and we have to formulate, conceptualize, and move towards it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will see you in the next episode.